Hey there, Dolls of Horror fans. D doll fan, d doll fans, horror fan dolls, do doll heads, dollars. We haven't come up with an endearing nickname to refer to all of you collectively just yet, so if anyone has any ideas. Anyway, have you found yourself liking our podcast so much that you were like, gee, I wish I could wear the Dolls of Horror logo across my torso all day. Or, my morning coffee would taste much better if the mug holding it had the Dolls of Horror on it. Well, you're in luck, because if you become a Patreon subscriber, you can get a t-shirt, or mug, or even a onesie for your baby, who definitely should be listening to this podcast about blood, boobs, and other adult themes. Note to self, pitch horror-themed daycare center. And bring a little parts down here. Hell, we got plenty of snakes and lizards for them to play with. There's no problem with that at all. What? Huh? Where was I? Oh, yes. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash of horror, you can become a Patreon subscriber where you get all of our episodes a week in advance, along with some fun merch you can wear, drink out of, or torment your infant with. Go to patreon.com slash of horror today. And now for your episode. Okay, everyone, if you take a look out your right side, you'll see the legendary St. Louis Cemetery Number no. 1. Uh, founded in 1789, uh, this here is the resting place of the uh, first oh. black male of New Orleans, Ernest Morial. It is also believed to be the burial site of the infamous voodoo queen Marie Laveau. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, y'all notice how we bury our dead above the ground? Well, that's because of all the voodoo curses in the air down here. They did have a tendency to rise out of the dirt, so we like to keep them all cemented in instead. Sean, excuse me, but we heard that the reason you bury them above ground is because of the water level. Oh, no. That's right. The water level is so high that sometimes things in the ground will rise back up to the surface. No, that's not why. But we heard... I said no! Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> It was fun. <laughs> What's better than a movie about a killer madman played by the same actor who played Jason? Well, how about four movies about a killer madman played by the same actor who played Jason? Duh. And as a special treat for the month of February, we're going to be covering all four Hatchet movies. So let's start at the very beginning, as the dolls whisk back to 2006 to talk about the movie that gave birth to Victor Crowley in a movie simply known as Hatchet. And now, the Dolls of Horror. It's showtime. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And tonight, we're... Going into the Hatchet franchise. Part one of four. Yes. Okay. Whoop, whoop. I'm so excited. Me too. This is a very, very, very fun franchise. I love the Hatchet movies. Oh, me too. This whole series, especially part one, it's like a love letter to the 80s horror fans. Oh, absolutely. Right. So, when was the first time you have seen Hatchet from 2006? 
Um, I'd probably say I was a little bit of a late bloomer to the Hatchet series. I probably Same. saw it. Yeah, I probably saw it a few years back, like maybe three or four years ago. So it took me a while to actually watch them, watch the first one and everything. Yeah, I don't know what rock I was living under. I had not heard of it until maybe four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I mean, me, who is all horror all the time. What? And I saw a trailer or something on YouTube or Facebook or something. I don't know. Someone posted it. And I saw Patrick Godarbo and I said, I'm all in. Hey, I'm in. It's, it's your girl. It's your it's girl. girl. You gotta watch it. I'm in. I, and then I saw um, Richard Real, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Joel Murray. Yeah. And we just yeah. went into a whole entire we love Joel Murray. Yep. Rant for the thing with Taylor who worked with him. Gosh. And. So cool. Oh, my gosh. Um, Taylor called Joel. I can't remember if he said it on the show or if it was just a conversation between he and I. He says that Joel Murray is a national treasure. I think he might have said that on the show because we, yes. had, we had quite a love fest for the man. <laughs> we did. We had a love <laughs> fest Herb. for him. Herb. We yes. had a love fest for Jennifer Irwin. We had a love fest for Jamie Gertz. Yes. Everybody. Oh, nothing but love. We got nothing. the love. <laughs> nothing but love. <laughs> So, yeah, I was new to Hatchet, and I watched it, and I loved it. I loved the gore. I loved all the practical effects. So gorgeous. I went into it so blind. I didn't know what it was. I just watched it. And honestly, I I think I watched it actually around the time Victor Crawley came out. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Because I knew that my girl Felissa was in Victor Crowley. And I'll watch anything she's in also. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm a purist and a completist. So I have to watch them all in a series in order Mm -hmm. before I jump in now. I didn't used to be like that. I know I saw the Nightmare on Elm Street's out of order. I know I saw the Friday the 13th's out of order. But now I'm like one through whenever. Yeah. Exactly. I just watched Happy Death Day. Uh, again for the second time the other night and I know that we're going to be planning this movie in the summertime for your birthday Shucks. and then right after that I watched Happy Death Day 2 to you they call it yes oh girl no I haven't seen it oh. but it sounds like I might I that might not be a bad thing that it's, I haven't seen it you have to see it just because you like the first one I do like the first one a lot it felt like Disney was making a horror movie. Seriously, it felt like the Lizzie McGuire movie. Uh huh. That right. and a mixture of like a superhero movie. It was just. It had some of the elements that we loved from the original, like the same cast, which was great. Mm-hmm. I love that, and the same uh, theory and okay. mm-hmm. process. But they threw in all the science and then they threw in like a bunch of kooky friends and they're getting to all these hijinks to save the day. And then kooky hmm. uh, hijinks can go very flat. Like they, oh. it, it either works or it does not work. It's, it's just they lost so much of the horror yeah. in it. And I was just like, 
Ooh. And there's an additional scene halfway through the credits like people like to do, right? <clears throat> and I was about to turn it off. And my husband's like, no, wait, I want to hear the song. Because it was a cover of a song he liked. And I think the cover was Staying Alive. <laughs> you know, the Bee Gees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. And I left it going while I went to go and get ready for bed. And they came back. And there was an additional scene. He goes, see what happens when you turn the credits off early? And he's like, it's not done. I said, oh, I was done 45 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, been done for me. I, yeah. I don't done. need an encore right now. <laughs> I've been done. I was just finishing it because I'm a completist and I have to finish it to say I saw it. And before I give my honest opinion and telling somebody I didn't like it, I have to make sure that I finish it so I can be truthful. Exactly. Right. You got to be able to critique every every part. You don't want to miss you don't want to miss a part in there. Yeah. I was just laying in bed afterwards. Lights out. And I'm just like, I really hated that movie. <laughs> the more I thought about it, the more I was unhappy. Was just, oh. <laughs> and then I'm having like flashback conversations with friends who had seen it last year and remembering everything they'd said. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Now I see. I should have listened. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> and I'll but never what? have that time back. But you know what? It was worth it. You were able to complete it and see it and yes. tell me how you felt about it. And so now I have to see it. So it right. takes a lot. <laughs> and now I can say that this is my opinion and not everybody else's opinion. More importantly. Yes. That's always most important to me. That this is yes. how I feel and not what everyone told me to feel. Exactly. Right. So let us know, listeners, how did you like Happy Death Day to you? We want to know. I want to know. I want to know if the people who are not my actual friends feel the same way or if I just keep the same mindset people around me. (laughs) Okay, but Hatchet. Okay, Hatchet Part 1. I love this series. I love this series because it is one continuous story from Part 1 through Part 3. Yeah, which was always really fun. I really like when something is a just straight continuation. Mm-hmm. If you take out the credits, it can be one big movie, mm-hmm. right? So I love that about it. I do enjoy Victor Crowley Part 4 an awful lot as well, even though they changed the name to Victor Crowley. Yeah, And it does take place a little bit farther in the future than the first 48 hours that these ones are taking place in. I think right. it would be 48 hours, right? Because they, yeah, they had like two so, days. Yeah. Like sounds- maybe, maybe 72 hours. Somewhere in that time range. Right. So I think one movie is 24 hours, right? Because mm-hmm. they start in the day and they go to the swamp and then it's over and then they start the next day. Yep. Pretty much with all of them. Yeah. Okay. The synopsis of part one is when a group of tourists on a New Orleans haunted swamp tour titled The Scare Boat, which I loved, <laughs> Me too. find themselves stranded in the wilderness, they quickly realize that they are fucked. <laughs> yeah, accurate. Very accurate. They yeah. very quickly realize that they're, they're, they're fucked. <laughs> um, that's not anyone's synopsis. That's my own. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this 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 movie has such an amazing cast. You know, we already talked about some of them. We also have Joel David Moore, Dion Richmond, um, Kane Hodder, of course. 
mm-hmm. is um, Victor Crowley, Hatchet Face, Mr. Crowley, however you want to refer to him. I, in my notes, just started calling him Vic Crowley. So I'm just going like to call that. him Vic yeah. Crowley Vic the Crowley. entire time. <laughs> just Get made him, Vic. Yeah, made him a little more, little more hip, huh? Yeah. And Tamara Feldman, right? I think that was her name, yeah. Because mm-hmm. she changed it. Um, she changed it to Amara Zaragoza. Huh. So that's what she goes by now. And she has this whole spiritual awakening on why she changed it. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. So I'm not really sure how to say it. Tamara Feldman is just easier to say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But if you want to read up on that, I found it very interesting. And we can talk about that that. later. Mm Mm-hmm. It was written and directed by Adam Green, who I adore for this series. Me too. Right. Oh, my gosh. He's so great. And I just I love what he did for us, for us 80s horror nerds. Totally. And, you know, obviously he obviously he did something because he got so many like horror genre kind of legends and icons peppered into this movie. I mean, you could have a really good drinking game if you drank every time there was a great cameo. (laughs) Speaking of that, I think I wrote it down for part two. I did. A fun fact, Daniel Harris auditioned for part one. They turned her down because, get this, they felt they had too many horror icons in one movie. Like, that's a bad thing. You can't have too many. Right. Like, that's a bad thing. That's only going to help, especially when you have somebody like Danielle, who's talented. Oh, I love Danielle. She is my Gemini twinsie, actually. We share the same birthday. Ah, that's amazing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I love her for more than that. I love her for more than the fact that we're both June 1st Gemini's, but we are. Just so if you guys want to buy me a cake or something on June 1st, make sure to also send one to Danielle. (laughs) (laughs) I worked side by side with her in Las Vegas when I was um, handling Kane for that event at Nightmare Mm -hmm. Toys. And she was lovely and fun. And I had a new appreciation seeing her continuously for hours and how she interacted with people rather than seeing her for 20 seconds. Yeah. And mm-hmm. only my interaction. And I felt the same way with Kane, how he treated the people was just amazing. Yeah. They seem so sweet. Right. And so I worked literally, we were in kind of close quarters. It was not six feet apart. Um, they were six feet apart from the general public, but Right. Mm-hmm. All those workers are kind of just shoved back there. But we were all masked up and it was safe and no one got sick. And, you know, it's been many months and no one got sick. So it was fine. Yeah. But, no, it was a great event. And I I got um, I got an autograph from her for my friend Crystal. Aww. Who is the ultimate Daniel Harris fan. Aww. Especially from Halloween. Um part four and five, not Rob Zombie. But so I got her an autograph from the Halloween, didn't tell her, from the Halloween five. And I had to, of course, make it out to Crystal. And I uh, mailed it to her, didn't tell her what it was. 
And then she took a video of her opening it, and she was just like, <gasps> she's like crying. It was or almost crying. And then she realized that she was at work, so she had to knock knock it off. Oh, oh, it so sweet. Oh my god, was that totally satisfying? So satisfying. Uh huh. Because <laughs> if there's anybody I knew who would appreciate a Daniel Harris autograph, it would be Crystal. Oh, yeah. Congrats, Crystal. That sounds awesome. And I hope you have that displayed in a good place. <laughs> yeah. And they just bought a house in Yonkers. Uh-huh. And congrats on the house as well, Crystal. <laughs> right. And so they were in the process of moving when I mailed this to her. That's why I mailed it to her job. And, <laughs> and I said, well, now you have a housewarming gift. <laughs> Oh, Daniel Harris is a lovely and I'm well I'm sad that she's not in part one I think Tamara did an okay job yeah mm-hmm. as Mary Beth they played the roles differently but you're gonna get that yeah okay favorite kill fatality girl this one's hard because it is like so chock full of good kills sometimes it's real easy you know because you're like yeah you know it's one of these two but this one i'm like i literally like i think i wrote down every kill (laughs) which which to be honest i do write down every kill when i'm taking my like initial notes and then i mark them so i know all the kills and then i kind of go back and evaluate but tell you i did that for part two and three Mm -hmm. or i tried to and about halfway through when my page was just i was like This is ridiculous. I can't do this anymore. I got to be more choosy about the kills I'm writing down here. (laughs) Right. This is ridiculous. So. But I I am going to say there's two. There's two that I have to mention because they're really great. Um, Okay. So I think um, um, I'm trying to think of what the character's name is. It's Patricia Darbo's character. Shannon. Shannon. Shannon is my ultimate favorite death because, like, oh, my God. He just, like, puts his hands in her mouth and just, like, pulls her face apart. And it's right after her husband just got fucked up in front of everybody. (laughs) So, like, I – that scene is just so beautiful to me every single time. Like, I was literally describing it to David this morning, and he was like, take a breath. Just take a breath. Because I was like, man, he just sticks his hands in her mouth and pulls her face apart. Like, it's so good. Anyway, that's my favorite scene, my favorite kill scene. It's so good. But I also really like the um, intro scene where um, our our boy, R.E., his uh, son <laughs> is getting ripped apart. And like, Ainsley. <laughs> yeah, Ainsley. And he, um, he, he even says at one point, like, ah, it hurts when he's getting like pulled apart. So I really like that, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What movie was it? Oh, it wasn't this movie. It was Friday the 13th, part four. I don't know if that's fresh in your mind, but I was also watching that recently. I love that one. It's like my favorite one. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely one of my faves. And when Jason's killing, um, I forgot the character name, but E. Eric Anderson, the uh, the backpacker. Uh-huh. He's uh, he's screaming, he's killing me. He's killing <laughs> It reminded me of that. And again, this is a love letter to the 80s horror fans. I want to believe that that's completely intentional. And if you know, you know. Oh, yeah. Yep. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Part four is like my favorite. My favorite movie. Mm -hmm. You know, I love me some Peter Barton. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. He is still dreamy today. I mean, girl. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 
Um, my favorite is also Shannon, my girl, Patrika. It's always been my favorite. Even before I got to chit chat a little bit with Patrika um, in general, this was my favorite. It's so good. The cinematography on it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. The practical effect is beautiful. Oh, so good. Fun fact, straight from Kane's mouth, this is his favorite kill that he's ever done, ever. Ever. Uh, I think we might have talked about that once, but I'm trying to, I don't remember which episode, but like, yeah, that mm-hmm. is so cool. And that what a compliment, too, where he's right. like, it's my favorite I've ever done, because he's done some good ones. Yes, because he told that to a customer uh, who is purchasing his autograph. And he had a break between the customers, so I said, you know, that was the Patrika Darbo kill you're talking about, right? Because he had so many kills. And he said, oh, yeah. And I said, it's so good. And then he broke down the scene to me about working with her and how wonderful she was and how she was game for anything. And she, quote, this is a quote, let me put my dirty hands in her mouth to get that wraparound shot. Oh, that's so sweet and awesome. It's so awesome. And <laughs> Right. And I'm assuming, you know, the working conditions probably were not comfortable at that. Too. I have a feeling, yeah. Right. <laughs> but, you know, so he had nothing but great things to say about filming that kill as well. And oh, working I would with watch, her. I would watch their buddy movie, like, <laughs> so hard <laughs> patrika and kane let's get a buddy movie please. yes <laughs> i'd watch that <laughs> i would watch the hell out of that movie <laughs> so fun i also notated ainsley as well as he gets ripped in half but also you know our boy re uh robert yeah. england his guts they were pretty sweet i loved his guts oh my god <laughs> you know this this uh, series made me realize watching them back to back and taking my notes back to back. Vic Crowley has a thing for heads. Yes, he does. And I do too. So that's great. Yes. I thought of you. <laughs> he has a thing for, for guts and intestines. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he also has a thing for, I don't even know what you call this. Ripping somebody's body out of their skin in one piece. Yeah, I don't recall what the official term like for that is. De-shelling? <laughs> De-veining? Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting in food terms. I know, and I'm getting hungry for some, like, Cajun shrimp or something. That would go really well with this movie. <laughs> I love it so much, but, I mean, there are so many great kills. Oh, yeah. I mean, so- all of them. All of them are good. Even, like, the off-screen deaths, because there are a couple that are more off-screen, you know, mm-hmm. but you see, like, things leading up to it in the aftermath or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, honestly, I like every single kill in this movie. Yes. Now, this one of the four movies has the least amount of kills in the franchise mm-hmm. uh, at 10. 10 kills. Which is still solid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hatchet 2 has 17 kills. Victor Crowley, which is part four, that has 15 kills. And part three comes in at 24 kills. That is impressive. That is a high kill count. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, they weren't all 
individual because there was that scene where they were just the bunch were taken out like yeah. the army the SWAT team or yeah. whatever were taken out kind of all at once for the most part so they weren't all individual kills but there's still a lot yes and I mean the kill creativity on this is kind of amazing and just old school American horror with all practical effects all yeah. of it and it, the result is so beautiful and like fun and like you said very 80s very Jason, very Jason esque, you know. He's just like a powerful, like rip you apart kind of guy. Yeah, Henry actually said to me, he said, very thoughtful. Like it was really cute. Uh-huh. He was really processing this in his head. He said, uh-huh. "I think he's worse than Jason." Mm-hmm. And I said, "What, Victor Crowley?" Because it just came out of nowhere. We were, I wasn't watching it. I mean, he was in the living room watching the football or whatever. He must have heard me doing my homework or talking to myself or something. And and he's like, you know, I think he's worse than Jason. And I said, mm, yeah, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. It's like, because he's mean. <laughs> he's mean. <laughs> and he tortures them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, me playing devil's advocate. I'm like, yeah, but he's confused. He doesn't know why he has to keep reliving the same stupid day over and over and over again. It's like Happy Death Day. He's confused. Mm. He is confused. (laughs) Right. So he doesn't understand where Jason understands very well what happened to mom. Yep. And he knows exactly where he is and he knows exactly what year he's in. He's more cognizant of what's going on. Yes. Yeah, he knows what's going on. But no. Vic just he don't know what he does. He doesn't know what he no. do. He doesn't mean it. He's a good boy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's just he's very angry and and he's very confused and he misses his daddy. Yes, those are all all hard things to deal with. And it was right. a very traumatic thing that happened to him and Papa oh. Kane. Agreed. Yes, <laughs> it's traumatic. <laughs> yes, um, uh, yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it all. Me too. The end. I yeah. love it. <laughs> um, Show. <laughs> I had a hard time being critical of these movies because I love them so much, but I managed to be critical. But I had a really hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Kill creativity. There's so many kills. So many things to choose from. Obviously, we both adore the Patrika kill the best. I love the f- the flapping tongue too so good (laughs) (laughs) everything about it's amazing uh do you have anything else to add on creativity no i mean it's it's got it's just a treat every single kill um you know i i I really like the end too with our Mm -hmm. with our gal in the water i don't like the idea of drowning so i was already freaked out you know and then like the hand but then it's you know they're holding the hand and that's great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't like the idea of drowning either it's uh it's not good for me yeah that scene freaks me out every time because i'm like ah i don't like that you're in the water it's deep it's dark there's crocodiles in there we know this <laughs> yeah oh my it's true how about epic line this is going to be totally epic. Oh, my God. This one was hard. I had to start being more selective about what I was writing down because I started writing down so many lines. Um, okay. I actually, I only have a page on this one 
I have like two pages on some of the others. <laughs> you go first. You share your epic line first, and we'll see if we have any of the same ones. Arr! Okay. Um, this I love. This is not my most epic. But, okay, backstory, if you guys don't know me, Henry, my husband, was for a very short time a tour guide in Chicago for the buses. And he moved up and got promoted very, very quickly. And within a few months, literally, I think three or four months, he got promoted to a driver. And then just oh. five or six months after that, maybe 10 months after that, he got promoted to a manager. Wow. So he had a very short time being a tour guide. But part of being a manager over Chicago Trolley and Double Decker and Coach USA and Megabus was he had to train tour guides. Okay. And he is very into Chicago history. So he was very, very good at it. He was good at being a tour guide and he was good at training people because he was very into facts versus opinion. You could appreciate that being a journalist. I definitely right? do. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, tour guides that would just make stuff up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you can't say that. But sometimes he would have customers because he would take also ride the tour buses and we would sometimes ride them together to enjoy a tour to make sure they're saying what they're supposed to be saying <laughs> all that stuff you know yeah. make sure you're not telling any lies about chicago history right <laughs> Again, very serious work <laughs> sometimes people would like argue with him about or the tour guide about the chicago history facts and sometimes mm -hmm. they were completely right because the tour guide is full of bullshit. And sometimes they were completely wrong. This sounds this sounds very familiar. Speaking <laughs> of the movie that we're talking about today. <laughs> I mean, just that scene mm -hmm. where Shannon and her husband, Jim, um, are arguing with. Who is Perry playing this one? What's that character name? Sean. I know. <laughs> Sean, Yes. There's, he plays three characters, spoiler alert, yeah. uh, throughout the series. So I'm confused about which one I'm talking about now. <laughs> but that scene where now you'll notice how we bury our dead above the ground. That's because of all the ludicrouses in the air down here. The dead have a tendency to rise out of the dirt. So we like to keep them cemented in instead. I can't deliver that nearly as good as Perry did, by the way. So, <laughs> and then they're like sean excuse me but we heard that the reason you buried them above the ground is because of the water level and he's like no 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 then eventually he just shouts at him i said no <laughs> so good <laughs> makes me makes me laugh every time just because of things i've seen on the tour bus oh yeah i you bet know? that's like seriously like cap capturing what you've seen in real life Yes. Right. It's like fact. <laughs> Facts. Right there. That happened. So I love that line. I love that conversation. Jack Cracker is basically Ralph of Hatchet. Right? Mm hmm Yeah. When he shouts at them, you're all going to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Telling him not to go. You're all going to die. He's crazy Ralph. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Again, Adam Green, you, amazing. 
Now, my most epic line, though, is... It's kind of within the same scene. I have two, and they go together. Okay. And it it is when uh, Ben wants to take the swamp tour, and Marcus does not, and his friends do not. One of his friends, by the way, is Adam Green. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, but... Marcus does not. Ben wants to go to the swamp tour. He's not into the New Orleans party. He's heartbroken from his ex, and he's just not feeling it. And he says, you, you threw up six times yesterday. How do you even do that? (laughs) And then later with that Tony Todd scene when they decide to take the swamp tour, and Marcus is still trying to talk him out of it. Still. He's like, It's dead as hell down there. Fun party. Bad badness. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Those those two are my epic lines. They're basically the same scene almost. But they go together so perfectly. They really do. Those are both really good. Um, So I will say I really like... um, So it's the blonde girl, and at one point she says, because, you know, they're like, he's a ghost, but he's killing people, like this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you can shoot a ghost? Like, I really love that line. But I actually think I, um, and I didn't write the whole line down, but Tony Todd's whole scene is, like, Mm -hmm. so awesome. So at the end of his, like, story where he's talking about how he can't give the tours anymore because of the insurance, he says... (laughs) You know, and he sued me for negligence, that cocksucker. And then, like, you know, he just says, I have to tend to my birds. <laughs> what happened? Oh, you don't want to know. I so do. Here we go. I had a tour group out in the swamp last Halloween. It was the mist of night. Yeah? And there was this chief. He looked kind of like you. He got spooked by something in the marsh. He saw two eyes staring at him from the woods. It chilled him to his very marrow. He wanted to get off the boat in a hurry. And he had his foot dangling over the edge. He... He fell in? A gator got him? What happened? He slipped, hit his head right on the roof, and sued me for negligence. That cocksucker! I have to go tend to my birds. Be careful walking on the sidewalk. <laughs> He's still a little angry. Yes. So that's my favorite line. And it's silly, but I just love when Tony Todd finishes this whole story and he said, I have to tend to my birds. <laughs> Can we just talk about Tony? Please. Like, <laughs> so lovely. Is a person, oh. as an actor, we all know he's one of my faves. We all know Candyman is my favorite movie, maybe ever. Yeah. And. He's so handsome. I was going to say he's such a dreamboat. He's still such a dreamboat. He's He's such a dreamboat. He's so, so, so talented. Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't love them some Tony Todd? If you guys don't know who Tony Todd is and the greatness that he is, get it together. Yeah, you have some work to do. 
Mm-hmm. Go watch some stuff. Like, yeah. there's so many things. Not there's a horror. really good selection. Mm-hmm. Right. He has really made a home in horror, but not just horror. Like, yeah. He is a true artist, truly. So get it together and go watch some Tony. Okay? Yeah. He's a beautiful man, and we love him. Mm-hmm. And I love his Instagram because he posts pictures of his cats all the time. And I really like that. He does Catterday, which is like Saturday. <laughs> he posts his cats. I love his Instagram because he posts pictures of his daughter. And yes. It's uh-huh, very sweet. Yes. It's in his kids. It's very, very sweet. It is. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of love in that family, and you can tell. Oh, yeah. Right. One more line I just loved. It's when... You know, shit's really going down. And I forgot which Girls Gone Wild girl it is. Mm-hmm. It's one of the two. And they're arguing. And Marcus says, oh, hell no. I'm not walking over there. And she says, what if someone's hurt? And he says, if they're still alive, they're doing a lot better than some people we know. <laughs> I really like his character. <laughs> I love all the characters in this. Me too. That, that's part of the most endearing thing about it mm-hmm. is you love these characters. You care about these characters. You, it's not just a bunch of people thrown in for the sake of getting killed. Yeah, they're not just fodder. They're like mm-hmm. actual people. Mm-hmm. And I like everyone's little individual storyline. You got Mary Beth, which you... You learn more about her in the, the sequels, of course, which right. probably wasn't even planned at this stage. Maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was. But you have, you learn a little bit about Shannon and Jim. And, you know, they're obviously a loving couple. He smacks her on the ass. It's cute. It is cute. It's cute. Kind of reminds me of my, my parents. My dad was still like smacking Aww. my mom on the ass and it's great. Oh, that's sweet. It's adorbs. <laughs> um, then we had the Joel David Moore and Dean Richmond mm-hmm. characters. And you, you learn about their Mardi Gras festivities. And you learn about a little bit of their history. Of, again, like with Marcus's like history with <clears throat> a questionable woman. And then Ben's uh, ex-girlfriend. Left him for some dude with a cauliflower ear. Yep. <laughs> and I love I love those two, their friendship. It's really yes. sweet to watch. It's yeah. So sweet. It's so sweet. And then we had uh Sean, played by Perry Shen, and you you learn about he he just he got this job from his brother. He's never done the tour before, all that. We've got Doug, Jenna, and Misty. I love them so much. The girls gone wild. I adore them. The Bayou Beavers. Is that what it's called? I adore them. I love those three like so much. I'm a big Buffy fan too. So um, uh, the blonde one, what is her name? I'm so bad with names. The blonde is uh, Mercedes McNabb. Yeah, yeah. So she was a, a a regular Buffy character. She played a she played Harmony. Was like a high school girl, and then she became a vampire. And so I I love her, and I was like, I'm just I'm so happy she's in that movie. <laughs> you know who else she is, right? Who? She was in the Adams Family and the Adams Family oh. values. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in both of those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That iconic scene by the swimming pool. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I literally made a note of that. Yeah. She's amazed. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and she was also in, you know, one of my childhood favorites, Touched by an Angel. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and Crossing Jordan. I used to watch that a little oh, bit. Mm-hmm, yeah. She's, she's so fun. And she's so I love pretty. Her. She's so gorgeous. I love she's that girl. So gorgeous. <laughs> and Jolie Fior. I don't know much about the other one uh, who played Jenna. Yeah. I didn't really recognize her from anything. I mean, um, I've seen her probably in CSI, New York, and The Mentalist, and that's about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. The personally, me, I've seen her in things. So she's done so much more than that, but nothing that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Oh, who else do we got in this fantastic cast? Uh, we are, I mean, every time our boy Robert England comes on to any scene, we go on a We Love R.E. rant. So our just guy. Go- just go back and listen to Funhouse Massacre for the rant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. I got something. Mm-hmm. Joshua Leonard played Ainsley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who that is, right? He was in Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he was, I think, in my opinion, the most successful of those oh, cast de- members. Definitely. Yeah. Very versatile. As an actor, mm-hmm. he's very talented as an actor. He did uh, uh, quite a lot of good horror. He did uh, 2008's Prom Night. He did oh. 2014's The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Mm-hmm. He did season three of Bates Motel, which, like I told you before, we totally just binged all that. I still need uh, to watch that. He did Unsane which Taylor told me I need to watch uh, a movie called Depraved. And my favorite, Madhouse, starring Patrika Darbo. <laughs> Written and directed by William Butler of Friday the 13th Part 7. Who has that book out? Tawdry Tales from oh, Horror oh, that's Boy funny. Next Door. Go check yes. it out. <laughs> I didn't prepare that. I don't have it written down. I hope I got all that right. <laughs> but I can't wait to read the book. I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah. Please go go get this book. It's going to be great, especially if you love the genre. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I love Joshua Leonard. Uh, we already talked about Tony Todd's greatness. He has 230-something credits. And unfortunately, this is just a cameo, but in... The next movie, he has a much bigger role, and who doesn't yeah. love that? Uh, the great Kane Hodder played oh. Victor and Mr. Crowley. The actor, the stuntman, extraordinaire. Have you seen his um, documentary, To Hell and it's, Back? It's on my list. I keep wanting to watch it because he's got such a good story, and I really, really want to see it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably watch that this weekend now that we're talking about it because I've been wanting to watch it. It's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful documentary. It's so well made. Next to Scream Queen is probably my favorite. Awesome, Scream Queen. Scream Queen was great. Right. May okay. I'm gonna break this into subcategory. It's probably my favorite of a person i think my most favorite ever though would be the never sleep again 
I still haven't seen it. I really want to. But it's like four hours long because yeah, they, no. <laughs> they break down every single Freddy movie. But for an individual person, this and Scream Queen my, are my top documentaries. And I mean, I only knew his professional career before I watched this. I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. about him personally and I, I, cried, yeah. I cried a little bit a couple of times i got a little misty uh i'm definitely gonna cry then yeah it's good <laughs> it's good henry even watched it and henry was even like oh wow i didn't know any of this stuff he just knows me making him watch these movies with me yeah exactly <laughs> i didn't know so please go check out to hell and back i think it's still on tubi Used oh to be. great yeah it's on, it's, it's on shutter too if any mm-hmm. of the listeners have shutter it's on mm-hmm. there too mm-hmm um, I mean, Patrick Adarbo. What, what can girl. I say? Your girl. This, about this, she is. About this wonderful, human, talented actress. Actor? I don't know what she prefers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, horror, or sorry, soap opera fans will know her from Days of Our Lives and The Bold and the Beautiful. Yep. Horror fans know and love her from hatchet madhouse gremlins part two the vagrant comedy fans especially ones of my age who grew up with this stuff just the 10 of us she played this kooky nurse and it was amazing uh, it was a, it was kind of a, a serious episode because oh. the dad of the family was in the hospital um i think he had like a heart attack scare or or something like that it's been a while since i've seen it but she plays the nurse coming in for some comic relief (laughs) it sounds like a much needed dose of comedy relief in this particular episode as well (laughs) it's a sitcom so you have to have some comedy right you do you do (laughs) i mean we also have true beverly hills the burbs growing i love the burbs uh by the way, Just the Ten of Us was a spinoff of Growing Pains. Oh, Growing Pains I know very well, but I don't right. know Just the Ten of Us as well. Right. I watched Just the Ten of Us because Brooke Thies and Heather Langenkamp. I mean, enough said, right? Those are, yeah. my, those are my Nightmare on Elm Street girls. Oh, yeah. So I would watch that all the time. And yeah, it's a spinoff of Growing Pains because that was back in the good old days when every show was a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff. Yep. <laughs> I think now they only do that with like the Dick Wolf shows like Law and Order in Chicago, oh. whatever, Fire, Med, PD. Yeah. Uh, we have her in Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. So funny. And Step by Step. And oh, Mystery Girls was the Jenny Garth, Tori Spelling show. Very short-lived. I am Richard Real sounds amazing. Was also, so good. Richard oh. Real was also in that. Um, no, I mean, it was very, very short-lived, but it was very, very fun. And there was this, there's this movie. It's on Tubi right now. It's called The Remake. It's very, very cute. Mm. And... Then we got the list of credits that I grew up with on this woman is insane. I've been watching her, I think, since I was eight years old. That's so sweet. Isn't that crazy? When I think back, I was like, what? All those those things. And then my dad loved him some In the Line of Fire, that movie. Mm -hmm. 
And her storyline he used as a cautionary tale of don't talk to strangers. <laughs> don't give up too much information about yourself. Yep. <laughs> like, See? See, this is why you don't. This is what happens. <laughs> you know, my dad with the correctional officer mindset that he had, he's like, this is why you don't. Yeah. So, so he used that as a cautionary tale for me way back. So <laughs> yeah, our girl, Patrika, uh, love her, love her, love her. Yeah. Now, also... There was an Amazon Prime show, which I had not seen. It's one of those shows. I don't know what they call them. It's not limited series. It's internet series. I don't know. Hmm. Where the episodes are, are short. They're like 10, 15, 8 minutes long. Okay. So it was called Acting Dead. And I never got to see it. And... I'm very sad I never got to see it because I signed up for an Amazon Prime subscription for some items I wanted to buy. And so like, hey, I can finally watch Acting Dead now. And it's not available anymore. Huh. Wah, wah. It's like, oh, <laughs> sad <laughs> summer over here. But it looked amazing. It looks so good. I mean, I like the title a lot. I oh, haven't yeah. heard of it, but like I'm, you know, if, if you put your stamp of approval on it and said it looked good, like it, it sounds good. good to me. It looks so fun and so funny. And she actually messaged me once and said, hey, have you seen it? And I said, no, I don't have Amazon Prime. And then when I finally got it a few months later, it wasn't on anymore. I was like, shucks. Aww. Darn. She... Also, originally originated the role of Marlene in the Del Shores play and movie, Daddy's Dying, Who's Got the Will. Uh, the movie was 1990. I want to say the play was 1987. Hmm. I could be wrong. But I just love that. Anytime somebody will originate a role on stage and then it gets put into a movie form such as come back to the five and dime jimmy jean jimmy dean with mark Patton and rocky horror with almost that entire cast yeah except meatloaf was not a part of it but mm-hmm. almost that entire cast was from the original stage production so i love that i love it when any time that happens yeah um, Richard Real, dude's done everything. Oh my! I there's so many movies that I just love that he's in. Dude has done everything. So I'm just gonna talk about the horror stuff. Yeah, because there's a lot. He's done everything, but 400 yeah, 400 plus credits to his name. Sounds about right. <laughs> God bless him. Yes, he must be very tired. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Three from Hell. Mm. You know, everybody is in Three from Hell that I love. I need to watch it. I need to watch it too. I, again, for that continu- continu- continuity, I need to like mm-hmm. watch the whole thing. Told you. I need to watch that. I have mm-hmm. to see part three. Have to, have to, have to. Um, Bad Apples. Uh, Fear, Inc. Then uh, 2013's Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. I liked him in that. I liked him in that a whole lot. I did too. Uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween Part Two. Mm-hmm. Played Buddy. He was cute. Yeah. <laughs> the Messengers Part Two as well. Oh. 
I've only seen Messengers Part One. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't. Like I haven't seen either of them. It was good. It was. It's more of a suspense thriller situation. It was good though. Oh, here's something though that I love. You know, I love me my uh, Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> the Search for Santa Paws also starred Patrika Darbo. Oh, and is there a dog in the mix? Is that well, Santa Paws? Okay. <laughs> I love the dog movies. I mean, the Dog That Saved series is great. This, I gotta see them. <laughs> this series is great. Oh, I'm just a sucker. It freaks people out when I tell them this because I'm all horror all the time, except for when it comes to some comedy and then Hallmark movies. Like, they're I'm like, you a- wacko. <laughs> It's the perfect blend, you know? My taste in movies is so bipolar. <laughs> Mine is too. It's horror and then, yeah, I, I have my like other stuff I like too, but yeah. Oh, man. Joel Murray, I mean, national treasure is Taylor Ball yes. said, played Doug Shapiro, and we all know I love me some still standing, talking mm-hmm. about that comedy. He did a really fun holiday anthology movie called Holiday Hell. Oh, I've never seen it, but it sounds so fun. So fun. I was going to recommend we do that this past holiday season, but we'd already done Tales of Halloween not too long ago. And then the Tales from the Crypt one also for Christmas. So maybe next year. Yeah. Keep it to like one anthology a year because it's a big undertaking to do an anthology. That's a very big undertaking. Mm-hmm. Worth it, but just, yeah, in limited doses. <laughs> yeah, so Holiday Hell, I definitely want to do next year. It's so good. It's it's fun. It's an indie film. Oh, nice. So it's not like you're a big blockbuster movie, but it's amazing. It's so amazing. He did 2016's Ghostbusters. He did Mike and Molly, also a funny show. Mm-hmm. Mad Men. Two and a Half Men. You have a men theme going down. Yes, we do. <laughs> Dharma and Greg. Yeah. Brand. Blossom. Scrooged. Oh, Blossom. I just watched Scrooged, as yep. I do every December. Mm-hmm. He actually also directed Mike and Molly, Two Broke Girls, Last Man Standing, Still Standing, and Dharma and Greg. So he is not just the actor, comedian extraordinaire. He is a director as well. Talk about a renaissance man. This guy's mm-hmm. talented. And as I said to Taylor in our Thing episode, he's my favorite Murray. He's <laughs> a good one. He's a very good one. He's, he's my favorite Murray. <laughs> he's not the most famous Murray, but he's my favorite. Yeah, yes. <laughs> our, our Mary Beth for this one, Tamara Feldman, mostly known for Gossip Girl and Dirty Sexy Money. And see, I don't know those shows very well, so... I do not. Yeah, I, I don't know him at, at all, really. I think I was very busy when Gossip Girl came out. I knew friends that watched it, but I think I was just very, very busy and never got around to it. Yeah, I never, I've never seen the show. I'm, I just don't know much about it. It never really right. captured my, captured yeah. my attention. But yeah. agreed, agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean Richmond played Marcus. I love Marcus. I do too. Marcus is one of my favorites. Marcus is amazing. He was in uh, Mo Better Blues. He was in a show called Getting By. Sister, Sister. Not another teen movie. And I love me some Scream Part 3. 
I do too. And I also love not another teen movie. So I was like, so yeah, good. I love not another teen movie. <laughs> so fun. It's so funny. Did that come out before scary movie or after? I can't remember. I want to say Scary Movie might have come out first because I just feel like Scary Movie was one of the first one of those kind of like really popular parody kind of. But I might Mm -hmm. be wrong. I might be wrong. I'm really not sure. But I want to say it's Scary Movie came first. Maybe. Don't don't quote me on that internet or don't quote me on that listeners. I don't know if that's right Right. or not. It's just a feeling. There was like a trend for maybe a good five to ten years where those parody movies were very popular not just for yeah. horror but for comedy for fairy tale there's that amy adams one that's fun yeah uh there's like a superhero one there's there's all sorts oh yeah so they got very trendy for for a second next we have us some joel david moore playing ben oh mm-hmm. um i grew up with him as well so, I told you guys uh, last time we recorded with Billy that I just went on a Providence binge. Mm-hmm. He was in Providence. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> and Angel. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Boston Public and Six Feet Under. I love Six Feet Under. Henry remembers him from Avatar, of course. And we own this movie which I've only seen a couple of times. I think it was a gift because I have no idea how I acquired this movie. I did not buy it, but it's good. Um, starring Michael Douglas called Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. So Very Michael much. Douglas and Jesse Metcalf, and I want to say Amber oh. Tamblin is in it as well. Okay. He co-stars in that, also very good. Then we have the Adam Green series of movies. Now, Adam Green is like Rob Zombie in the sense that he likes a cast and he keeps it. He does. Yeah. Right. He's got his, he's got his crew is like ensemble that he really likes. Mm-hmm. And not just for hatchet for his movies, for mm-hmm. his television shows. Yep. So uh, Joel David Moore actually did co-direct with Adam Green and wrote the movie Spiral. Oh, I still haven't seen that. I want to. Yes, I haven't either. But I really want to now because as I was doing my homework for all these movies, I realized that I want to see the rest of them. Yeah. 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 Uh, Perry Shen, the great Perry Shen, plays three different characters in this franchise which is amazing and confusing it is not a little bit paying attention (laughs) i was not paying attention the first time i saw a hatchet three or four i had no idea what was going on i was so confused but soap opera fans will know and love him from general hospital okay Mm -hmm. 90210 fans will know and love him from season nine of 90210 (laughs) like myself (laughs) Yep, I was going to say. <laughs> and if you like those two like genres of shows, you will also probably like a show called Malibu, California, which I watched too. Okay, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is good at comedy. So he did King of Queens and Suddenly Susan. And for horror, of course, I just said all the hatchets. But there's this fun, 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 fun uh maybe fraternity movie called The Hazing starring Brad Dorff. 
I haven't seen it, but it's on my, I've seen it. I've seen the cover mm-hmm. of it for sure. Like it's many good. times. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. So I like that one a lot. He wrote a project called Unidentified in 2013, which I need to check out for sure. Yeah, I don't know that one. I don't know it either, but I want to know. (laughs) And that's all I got for these amazing actors and characters. Do you have anything else? I think that covers it. It's a really fun cast. Like I said, you see a lot of fun faces pop up and Mm -hmm. you're like... Oh my god, I love that person. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. I, I love the cast so much in this movie and the whole franchise. Taylor said that right after we got done recording, he started watching Hatchet for the first time. Oh, I want to say it was the first time. I don't think he'd seen it before, but because I kept harassing him to watch it. Oh, and good. finally he was he sent me screenshot screenshots of Joel. Aww. And he's like, Oh shit, Richard Real too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loved it. It was great. Good. It was so good. good. One more small note. Young Victor Crowley, played by Riley Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. She also did makeup for the hatchets. She had a much larger part in part three, playing a completely different character out of that ugly makeup. Which yep. is amazing. She's stunning. I was going to say, she's a very stunning lady. She's a gorgeous lady. Oh, so beautiful. Also... Adam Green's wife, now ex-wife. Oh. Hatchet 1, they were not married. Hatchet 2, they were getting married. And now, unfortunately, they're no longer together. <laughs> but, but you know, hey, it was yeah. it was swampy when it, when it was good. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, fun fact. Okay. <laughs> Our special effects in this one. Done by John Carl Beekler. He also is responsible for Kane being Jason Voorhees. Really? Mm-hmm. You'll learn that in the documentary. But Kane talks about it all the time and how he would not have been Jason without John. Oh. Really, really, really getting him into the role. He also played Jack Cracker mm-hmm. in this as well. So. I read John, that. Yeah, John, I mean, he unfortunately passed away unexpectedly in 2019, and it shook a lot of people in the horror community. They were very, very, very upset because of all that he's done. I was going to say, he's got a pretty big resume. Mm-hmm. All that he's done in the effects community, it was it was really, really sad. Mm. I mean, we've talked about him before. I don't remember when. I know, I'm trying, yeah. I remember when. It was for our Piranha episode because he did the effects for Piranha. So this was before Jamie's time. It was time. before me, yeah. Right before you, but still before you. So yeah, so he did, so Billy maybe. I wonder if Billy met him. I'll have to ask. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. Because Billy didn't get a fantastic death scene, so I don't know if he would have had the opportunity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he also did Troll in Cellar Dweller and Friday the 13th Part 7, as I said. Ghoulies Part 3, that's where they go to college, by the way. I love that one. (laughs) (laughs) He did Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 with Screaming Mad George. He did Halloween Part 4. He did The Fear Mm. with, um, not the Mark Wahlberg Fear, but the Wes Craven Fear. Okay. He did Dolls, which was my very first doll movie ever. 
So I love that. That's a Charles Band movie too. And Charles Band said that that was his first doll movie. So that was really exciting. Oh, cool. Uh, John Carl Beekler also designed our demonic toys. Fun. Mm-hmm. I love a man who designed those, those toys. So good. What um what effects did you like most in Hatchet? Ooh, I mean in general, I just any all of the head stuff was just mm-hmm. so good. I don't remember what character it is, but somebody literally gets their head like twisted off. <laughs> and that, that was gorgeous. I love a good head twist. Like that was gorgeous. And um I just all the guts, like Robert Are so many guts. Yeah, Ari's guts are this beautiful so i just loved all the gore in this movie just really great practical effects all around what movie were we talking about recently where there was a head twisting off scene and it was like two full rotations i was trying to think about that because we just talked about it oh my god who was it yeah, it was full two full rotations. We I don't remember the kill, but I rem- I don't remember the movie, but I remember the kill. I remember the kill too. I can't think of the movie. Oh, it was when we did not too long ago too. It'll come to me. It'll yeah. come to me. I know it. It'll come to me. Anyways, we love a good head twist scene. Mm-hmm. You know. What about you? What were your like so, some of your favorite special effects, Summer? Oh, the same as you. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. With these movies, as I was doing my homework, I realized that my favorite kill and the effects go hand in hand because all of my favorite kills are all of my favorite effects. The Shannon kill, the guts, Ari's guts, and Ainsley's um, ripping in half. All of that. Love it. Love it. Love it so much. Mm -hmm. Just so good. So good. I could watch that shit like all day long. I'm <laughs> crazy, I swear, but I'm very nice, folks. But I could watch it all day long. <laughs> well, the thing is, these kills are so over the top. It's not realistic at all, which makes it fun. It does. If it was realistic, then that's no longer fun. Mm-hmm. That's 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 horrifying. But because it's so over the top, you don't get, you know, for the most part ripped apart by your jaw unless you're in the saw movies <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and so the fact that all these kills are so crazy 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 it it makes it a little bit more uh, interesting and fun to talk about without sounding like a psychopath exactly like my favorite gore my favorite kind of yeah my favorite kind of gore and violence are definitely like is definitely over the top mm-hmm. so i mean like even like i love some of the crazy japanese shit like some of the japanese horror movies that are really crazy over the top shit is going on i just like the look of it i like the fantasy of it yeah i like the japanese horror movies because it's a lot of ghost work i do love the ghost the most yeah part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um, fashion moment. Young, hot, and an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion. That Hansel's so hot right now. <laughs> um, I, okay. 
My fashion moment has to go to um, Mr. Tony Todd. I love his whole like Rev Zombie kind of like look. Same. Yeah, he's got like the hat with the feather in it. He's got like a like a neckerchief or like a scarf <laughs> that he's wearing, and he's got like the diamond um, face paint. And huh. I love his whole look so much. I mean, it's still that that look is fabulous. I was very specific. I put i liked his top hat with red feather the top hat was my favorite part the top hat is my fashion moment for sure you can't beat it you cannot you cannot i love a good top hat so Mm -hmm. the fossey girl in me loves a top hat okay (laughs) oh girl Mm -hmm. i knew it (laughs) Mm -hmm. i knew you were a top hat girl i am such a top hat and cane girl all the time all the time (laughs) I was just watching a document, not a documentary, a uh, interview with Anne Reinking, who recently just passed, who is a, the best Fosse girl like ever. Aww. And it was just so amazing to watch the, the top hat and canes in all those routines. So good. Yeah. Okay, best hair. This doesn't concern you, LaFleur. Not nearly as much as your hair does. That's for sure. So I really had trouble picking a hair moment in this one. I, I did not. <laughs> I usually do not have any trouble at all picking a hair moment. But for some reason, I could not pick a hair moment in this one. I guess I'm going to give it to the um, to one of our Bayou Beaver girls. Um, the girl with uh-huh. brown hair. I just thought uh-huh. it was pretty. But like, yeah, I didn't have a huge hair moment in this one. But what's yours? You know, I had trouble picking hair moments in the other mo- in the other movies. Mm-hmm. But for this one, hands down, thick Crowley. Yeah, I mean his hair is pretty. It's pretty great. It's its own. Yeah, the rest of the hair doesn't really call out to you too much, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thick Crowley, man. It's got to be him. Yeah, that's the look. <laughs> <sighs> okay, oh, now I did struggle with the prop. I struggled a little bit as well. I got real boring i'm like i want a hatchet I'm like that's dumb like mm-hmm. it's so generic but distinctive to this movie but still pretty generic sure i would love 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 the patrika darbo head cast mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be a beautiful display piece it would sit it right would. next to my jason yes <laughs> But I would also love the Reverend Zombie's store's front sign. I wrote that one down, too. I love a good sign. And that was one of my top pick props as well. Yes. I love a good sign because a good sign always has a good story behind it. Absolutely. Yeah, that was like my I the other the one that I chose is my actual prop. I mean, that was like my runner up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like just like a pile of guts, I guess, from the movie. It doesn't matter whose guts it is, really. But like, I would like a pile of guts from the movie. That would be great. But um, ultimately- I only want the guts if there are ease guts, okay? <laughs> His guts are the best. His guts are the ones that I have my eye on most. Like, they're really calling my name. But um, just I just want some guts. Like, send me some guts from Hatchet. I'll take it. But um, my favorite, my prop that I would really love to own, I don't know if I'd actually have somewhere to fit it, but that doesn't matter. I know, um, right? <laughs> on, the back of the, on the back of the boat, um, there is a sign, and it's amazing. I don't know if it's a sign or actually just the back of the boat. If it's the back of the boat, I'd just chop it off the boat, I guess. 
but it says if you was on here, you'd be scared right now. <laughs> and I love it so much. It's a take on that sign. If you were here, you'd be home now or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. I don't remember the exact phrase. <laughs> something but, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's true. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's real good. It would be cool if you could have the exact boat, though. If you could have the whole boat. If I could have the whole boat, I mean, I really like it. Not much use for it in my neck of the woods, but um, we don't have much water to speak of. But mm-hmm. if I did have water, I guess I would take this baby out for a cruise. Or maybe I wouldn't and just keep it as like a prop in my backyard. But it's pretty good. You could run your own tour business. I could. There you mm. go. See, I feel like I am that person who would make shit up about the, you know, tour where I'd be like, oh, yes, as you can see here, you know, this building was actually, you know, the site of a crazy event. And I'd just make it up. Well, you know what you could do is you could have a hatchet tour. That would be fun. You know, where it is very much like Universal Studios would do. Yeah. Right? Oh, like with fun. their Jaws tour or their tram tour where you make up your own story because it, the story is already made up. Exactly. It doesn't have to be historical Tucson facts. It can be hatchet. Yes. <laughs> so stay tuned for my hatchet tours. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you from the Sonoran Desert. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a really good Universal Studios attraction or like I Disney- would that. I would say Disneyland attraction. <laughs> My Disneyland at least. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Six Flags. Oh yeah. You get soaked, you know, with blood by the end of the whole ride. Like uh- <laughs> My My brain's going now. Oh yeah. It's- there's a way to like make you feel like you're soaked without being soaked and I don't know how they did it. It was I was at Universal. No. It wasn't Universal. It might have been Universal or Magic Mountain. I don't remember which. Okay. But there was a ride and they did something where you were supposed to be getting flooded. And you literally felt like your feet were being drenched with water. Hmm. But then you were not. No water. No water. Maybe it was like some kind of air air hose or something, you yeah. know, where they made the air do something. Yeah, because the theme was you were filling up with water, and you really felt like you were you were you were getting wet, like your feet like, felt soggy. So it was kind of amazing. Wow. <laughs> so you figure this out, and you could do that, and then you come out, and you're all no blood, you're all dry, but you felt it in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> yeah. I'm future- on it. Future business ventures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Dolls of Horror Land. Doll Land. Doll Land. I don't know. But whatever it is, it's going to be great. (laughs) Doll Land. I have it for it. Um, Cinematography by Will Barrett. He did Hatchet 1, 2, and 3. Okay. As well as Adam Green's other films, such as Spiral and Frozen. Mm-hmm. Now, Frozen, not the let it go Frozen, Frozen, the horror Frozen, okay? Right. <laughs> Let's get this right. <laughs> um, I just, I loved, again, the effects, the kills, and the cinematography for this, 
all go in to the same category for me almost they go hand in hand yeah they really do um we've already talked about how much i love the the wrap around with patrika's kill but i also love this one single shot and it's when they're roaming through the cemetery and the camera's like looking through the gate mm-hmm. of the cemetery at our actors i really like the way that looked it was really cool yeah, I love stuff like that. There's mm-hmm. also a scene when the when the two friends um they're walking I'm so bad with everybody's names for some reason in this movie, but they're walking away from um they're walking away from Rev Zombie's place and they're going to the other place and there's just a shot of them chatting and they're mm-hmm. just like walking. I really, really love that moment. There's also I'm trying to remember when I, I think it's not long before they kind of uh crash the boat. There's just a really good shot of the boat and everybody on it. So there's some like great, yeah. great shots throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. 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 I liked also the um, tour guiding shots of mm-hmm. the camera looking at Perry Shen giving the tour. and But in a way, you can also see everyone's reaction behind him. Yeah. They have lots of good face, like, reaction kind of shots in this movie. Oh, yeah. Pans to reactions. I would love that. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay, music. Oh, yes. Um... Let's see. Um, so there were some points where I didn't notice the composition all that much, but um, I did write down there were a couple points where there was like this piano keyboard kind of terror <laughs> that I really liked. And then there were some kind of moments where the composition gets really like dreamy and happy. And I always like to see that in a horror movie because you know that shit's going to go sideways when uh-huh. you hear happy music like that. Uh-huh. And then, of course, we have... Um, is that Marilyn Manson in the intro song, I think? Show is. Yeah, I actually really liked that song. Yeah, I believe that is called This Is New Shit. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, our music for this is composed by Andrew Garfield. He did Adam Green's Others projects chillerama frozen um he also did starved he did almost human now there is one specific piece of music that made me laugh out loud <laughs> literally and it is the scene when they are driving to the scare boat okay okay And the music they're playing, it's like, oh, we're going on an adventure and this is going to be fun type music. But it sounded like it was very like City Slickers. (laughs) If you remember that movie. Yeah, I do. came out before you were born. (laughs) I do know that movie, though. Yes. (laughs) It was very City Slickers throughout Mm -hmm. the entire, that entire City Slickers movie when they started to go and have some fun. They would play this this fun little ditty, and it really reminded me of that. And they're going to have some fun now, so they played the little ditty. It was yep. so good. It was oh, so that's good. Awesome. Watch it again, and you're going to be like, ah, I'm going to. Yeah, okay. But, well, it's like, as I'm watching this, I'm just like, this really reminds me of something that's not horror, but I don't know what it is. And I listened back to it three or four times in a row, and just kept rewinding it like a psycho. <laughs> And I'm like, 
oh my god, Billy Crystal. It's City Slickers. Because I kept seeing, like, Billy Crystal in my head. Like, what's and going like... on? <laughs> the kid doesn't do horror. <laughs> I love that. Vis- I love that you were just having visions of Billy Crystal <laughs> as you were rewinding and reminding and reminding. <laughs> That's all I could see. If you know, If I was seeing, like... Daniel Stern or Bruno Kirby, I probably could have figured it out right away. Sure. But I'm like, what? Because he's Mr. Funny. He's done all the comedy. And yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Uh-huh. Yeah. City Slickers. It feels like City Slickers in that one scene. And I am living for it. I'm going to have to, like, listen to it again now. But I'm living for it already. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Our two other songs in this, besides that Marilyn Manson one, was called Jambalaya by Steve Williams. And this is credited as a song, even though it was a ringtone. <laughs> I Don't Want to Wait by Paula Cole. <laughs> Again, oh. <laughs> a nod to the late 90s uh, fans for not just the song, but Dawson's Creek. Yep. <laughs> also, that pops into my mind. <laughs> A nod to horror fans for Urban Legend that Joshua Jackson was in. And as a joke, they played that song when he was in the car. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, I love the music. And what you said about not noticing it. I When that happens, I think that is a good thing. Because it's not taking you out of what is happening on the screen it is just adding to it and making you feel what you're supposed to feel without thinking about it yeah it's that subconscious kind of effect which is really what which is really a huge part of what a movie score is supposed to do for you exactly exactly all right aging how well is this movie going to age oh i feel like new it is too new yeah. It's 15 years old or more, right? It is. 2006, when did I say? Right? Oh, so yeah, it is 15 years now. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's I think it's kind of timeless. I do. I think it's super timeless. It looks great. It's going to mm-hmm. look great, you know, 10 mm-hmm. years down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it ages really well. It looks great and it's going to continue to look great. And I think people I think it's one of those uh, franchises that'll live on really well. They're really fun. You know, watching the first one, that there's more fun ahead if you want it, you know, with additional movies. So, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. This one's not going to go out of style. No. And I don't know. It's kind of like there is nothing fashion-wise, nothing hair-wise, nothing subject matter-wise that is dating it. No, there's nothing really like era or time or date specific in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, twist. Twist. Let's mm-hmm. see. What is the twist? I guess I guess you could say hmm. The the next I guess... movies have more twists than this one does. Yeah. I would say so too. There's like kind of the yeah. twist with um I guess when you when you learn a little bit more about Mary Beth is that her name? Mhm. So you learn that like oh mm-hmm. she's not just another passenger on the boat. Mm-hmm. She needed to get on the boat so she took the tour boat and because of this. So there's that and maybe yeah, I think the other movies have more twists in them for sure. 
Right. And there's twist after twist after twist with Mary Beth's story in part two. Oh, yeah. And yeah. part three a little bit. But really yeah. part two is when part two, yeah. you really, really get the Mary Beth origin story as well as a Victor Crowley origin story. Yep. Which I loved. Pacing on this movie, just great. So good. So good. This one is a little slower because you're working on your character development. You're introducing your Mary Beth and your hatchet face and, you know, your, your Tony Todd. So it's a little bit on the slower side just with the character development. But the fact that the next two movies pick up right where this one leaves off helps because you don't have to do that now. Yep. You're right. This movie does kind of establish everything, like the setting, the feel, the characters. Um, so, yeah, it's a little slower at points, but I love how it opens. It opens with like just fun, right, with our mm-hmm. with our two dudes there um, on their boat and everything. And then, you know, you get the good character development there throughout. But then like when the kills like really start picking up, they like pick up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It ramps up to like 100 <laughs> real quick. It does zero to a hundred, as they say. Yeah, starting with uh, starting with Jim. Jim. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was yep. that? Yep, Jim. Yep, Jim. I'm I'm in my head. I'm hearing actors' names and character names all mixed into one pot. And so I'm like, Jim. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, starting with Jim. After after Jim, you know, have fun <laughs> because it's just nonstop. Oh, yeah. If you need a bathroom break before gym, just make sure you get in then, okay? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. when, okay. You see, when you see Jim starting to get into the tree from the boat, just pause it, take a little bathroom break, get more snacks, whatever, and then buckle in for the rest of this swamp ride. Snackity snacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, I love that tree scene, too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I love the tree scene. Me too. Oh. So scary rating. I mean, as you know, we don't really get scared of too many things, but there was some there was definitely some tense moments in this one. A, yeah. a couple times I'd say. There were some scary moments, but I just don't get scared very easily. The thing is with these movies it's um it's basically all gore scares so if Mm -hmm. you are sensitive to gore and get scared at over the top gore then you'll be scared this yes it's really going to get to you but because it is over the top for people like you and i it makes it more comical yeah i laughed more than i like screamed (laughs) so it is there is a jump scare here and there because i did actually jump once i don't remember when I know. I I'm trying to remember. Something got me too, and I just can't remember what it was. But something got me. I think it may have been when Vic Crowley jumped out in the cemetery. Maybe oh. I don't remember, or maybe when he jumps out at Jim because mm-hmm. it was kind of like boop. Yeah, and then it's like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, shit. I mean, again, the scene where she's in the water at the end, that scared me a little bit because I don't like the idea of being in the water and not being able to get out. But other than that, yeah, I I mostly just found it like a fun romp. It is a fun romp. And it's really designed to be a fun romp. It is. 
because it's over the top, it's not made to make you be scared. Yeah. Like some, that. Some, some horror movies you watch and it's like, they're obviously wanting to traumatize me right now or make mm-hmm. me feel really uncomfortable or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but this one is definitely a, a for fun, especially for like genre lovers. Absolutely. Now, the story. We've talked about the story throughout this whole show. Because it's it's a very heavy on story, which is great, and I love it. This one actually has the least amount of story in all four movies. Yeah. But I just love how they develop it. And it is really, really nice to have a newer franchise villain. Yeah, than absolutely. Candyman, then Jason, then Michael, then Freddy, then Leatherface. This is a new guy, which is amazing for us, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I love that so much. I wrote, I heart Vic Crowley. (laughs) Vic, we love you. I love this. I just love this guy. I love this villain. He's such a good villain. He is. Of course, half of that is because Kane is playing him because Kane is so good at what he does. He's so gosh, he just knows how to use his body so well. Yes, between taking breaths even, just breathing mm-hmm. and heaving and yeah, and I mean I love hearing him talk about doing stunts and coordinating stunts too because that's obviously his first love and his first passion and he's very good at it and yeah. he, He's he is so good at it that he is so safety minded. Mm-hmm. Like he's not trying to get hurt. And he, I've heard him say that some stunt men will brag about all the injuries they've had when working as a badge of honor. And he's like, if you're that good of a stunt man, then you shouldn't be getting hurt that much. Right. Exactly. Because right? safety should just be part of what you do as a professional in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's something that he brings to the movies where he coordinates the stunts on as well as he's, I really get the sense when hearing him talk about it again, sitting next to him for like five hours, I got to hear a lot of these conversations and he really genuinely cares about the actors and keeping them safe. And he makes a point of saying, this is not going to be comfortable, but we're not going to get hurt. Yeah. He seems like such a teddy bear. Like it just seems like he's a very loving personality type and he really cares about people he works with um so yeah i could see that oh papa kane make me feel safe (laughs) (laughs) from what i saw he is a very very loving personality type he is a jokester he he's a prankster he likes to have fun he likes to give people a hard time uh, good i like people like that in a good way he so he'll bust your chops for whatever he this is becoming the i love kane podcast but you know what <laughs> fight me i don't care it's i can't say enough good things about this individual and my appreciation for him and his work in horror and outside of horror as well mm-hmm. yeah and you know he's just he's he's a fun he's a jokester he takes his job seriously but he knows how to have a good time he's very intelligent He's so smart. I get that sense. Yeah. 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 I'm going to tell you a, a story. Um, well, and this is also something that he never thought of. And it's something since mask life happened that I've really thought about because 
since the the Rona hit, mm-hmm. and everyone has to wear a mask now, I realized for one, I have a hard time hearing people, not because I'm hearing them, but I realize I maybe I'm deaf because I read lips apparently. Because I, I can't whole story see, about that about people having trouble communicating because right. They read lips. When I can't see your mouth, I realize I am looking at your mouth while you're talking. And that's Mm -hmm. helping me to understand what you're telling me. Yeah. Maybe I'm deaf. Maybe I'm going deaf. I don't know. But so I can hear you fine, but I can't hear you because I can't see your mouth moving, which is crazy. Um, And he is when he was taking pictures with the fans with his mask on because it was illegal to remove your mask inside right. in Las Vegas. So it was, it was a thing. The store would get fined if they get right. caught type situation. So it wasn't like I'm keeping my mask on because I'm a jerk, jerk. It was. I have to. The store will get punished if mm-hmm. there are pictures of people without masks on. So we don't want to punish Nightmare Toys. But he said to me, he turned to me and he said, I don't even know why I'm smiling in these pictures. And I said, well, you're smiling with your eyes is the thing. Mm-hmm. And he just thought about that real long and hard. And he's like, I guess you're right. And then he tested it out and he smiled and he watched the wrinkles form in his eyes. <laughs> that wasn't what I meant, really. I was meaning more when someone is genuinely smiling, there is a light that pops behind your eyeballs. And it's really weird when you think about it. But I thought it's about true. it a lot. <laughs> and he was so happy to be there. And you could tell because his eyes were full of light and full of life as he was smiling so while he was looking at his 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 laugh lines in his eyes i was like no 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 behind your eyes (laughs) you know like i'll i sounds really lame and artistic but (laughs) i'm like well you're smiling with your eyes and you can tell if he's just standing there normal you can tell totally yeah 100 my my other my other cane story as a jokester was when (laughs) it was over customers were gone it had been a very long crazy day christy was like Woo, that was insane <laughs> i had given her i was giving her a hug i'm like we did it we did this amazing event we did it under covid it was a success the storm made a lot of money everyone had a great time everyone was safe everyone was respectful it was amazing i'm hugging her he comes up behind her and i see him coming and i should have warned her because i would have smacked him he grabs her like from behind by the shoulders really strong and just like yells in her ear like a boo you know (laughs) and her body went completely rigid and she grabbed onto me so hard we were already embraced in a hug because i love this woman but she held me so hard all of a sudden (laughs) Everybody just went straight up, and he laughed, and he thought it was hilarious. Oh my god! <laughs> and I thought it was kind of funny too. Yeah, and she was laughing too. But my fight or flight would don't grab me from behind because I'm going to instinctively throw my elbows back into your gut and probably mm-hmm. stomp on your foot. Yep. <laughs> I don't like being grabbed from behind <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah. But it was funny with her. <laughs> totally. She's like, oh. And she was frozen for like that in my embrace for maybe 20 seconds. Oh, that's so funny. That's Before cute. she finally turned around and I was like, oh, I'm like, we, we had eye contact and me and Kane. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he got her <laughs> so good. Aww. <laughs> but 
but like I said, jokester. So when you're around Kane, be ready to be jumped out at. Because it might happen. It might happen. <laughs> okay. Overall movie rating. Oh, I do really love this movie and I love the franchise. I think I'm going to give it like a a seven and a half dolls. Seven and a half dolls. Solid. I am actually going to go with eight. Mm-hmm. I was eight, teetering. Eight dolls and a scare boat. Yes. <laughs> seven and a half dolls plus a little side of guts. So seven and three quarters? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eight dolls in a scare book for me. I love this one. I think this is my favorite from the franchise. It's my I favorite think. from the franchise. Yeah. I, Although I do like the second I, one a lot. I like the second one a lot, but what really gets me on this one is the character development. Yeah. The second one has a, the second one has a much larger cast. You do not have time to focus on these people. So you you don't have time to get to know them. You don't have time to care about them before they get killed. Yeah, true. So, I think I like this one best just because of the characters. Yeah. And the kills are just so great in this movie. Yeah, but the kills are great in all of them. The kills are great in all of them. So we can't just go by kills. You got to have something else because honestly, if I'm talking just kills... Two, part two is a superior movie. Yeah. Not only are there more kills, there's a lot more variety. They're yes, still getting their it. sea legs on this one. But Yes, but you really got to know and love your characters on this one. So that's why I like this one the best. Totally. I think. I mean, I have to finish my, my homework, but I'm pretty sure I like Same. this one the best. Yeah. Um, it's fun fact time. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. All right. Well, first of all, this was, I don't know if this started out this way, but it was supposed to be a trilogy at some point. That's why Victor Crowley is called Victor Crowley and not Hatchet Part 4. Mm-hmm. So it was supposed to be one, two, and three. Not to say that there's not going to be any more Victor Crowley movies. They're just going to be part of its own trilogy storyline sure. so i would love to see victor crowley part two and three as well mm-hmm. that would be great and on and on so yeah this was a trilogy uh mindset going in now i talked about that already a lot of the stuff i did already talk about apparently adam green has an actual no cgi role for post-production like it's a thing nice. it's not gonna happen Nice. He's like, not on my movie. Right. Respect, man. Yeah. In all the films, somebody says the line, you've got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) Shout out to the thing, yo. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) John Carpenter's The Thing also said that line, which it was amazing. I think that was a very famous line from the movie. Yeah. Yes. I think that was Taylor's epic line. Mm -hmm. It was. One of them. Victor Crowley only kills one person on the screen with a hatchet. That's true. Mm-hmm. In this one. Yeah. Um, I'm fact-checking myself here. From what I read on the <laughs> internet and what I wrote. 
I wrote there's 10 kills. This internet says that there's 11, including Mr. Crowley. So I don't think I counted that one. Oh, okay. Um, we already talked about Mercedes McNabb, who played Misty, the pretty blonde. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it in the Adams Family Value. So that's also a camp movie, like a summer it camp is. movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she says, I'll be the victim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And what did like Christina Ricci say, like all your life or something like that? Or I know I'm trying. It's been a while since I've seen it. Ugh. It's been 20 years. Yeah. So I'm really, really like rusty on that one. But I do remember that scene. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so we have like a six degrees of Robert England here. Okay. <laughs> Robert. R.E., Kane Hodder, Tony Todd appeared in Wishmaster from 1997. Mm-hmm. Love me some Wishmaster. Uh, Kane and R.E. appeared in Fear Clinic, the web series, not the movie, in 2014. I love Fear Clinic, the movie, by the way. It's so good. Robert England and Tony Todd appeared in Chuck in 2007. Okay. And Robert England and Joel David Moore appeared in Bones in 2005. It's <laughs> a lot of RE. It's a lot of RE, man. A lot of RE. <laughs> Have you seen Behind the Mask? Oh, is that like um is that like a kind of like like a mockumentary kind is that where they like yeah. yeah, I have where they're like um it's like about like the the serial ki- or like a killer, right? Yeah. I, I have I have seen that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With um, Angela Gothals, I hope I said that right, Robert Englund's in that. They mentioned the killer or the villain, uh, Leslie Vernon. They mentioned him in part two. So as you're doing your homework oh. for part two. I'll hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about it because it's going to make you go, what? what? <laughs> yeah, Behind the Mask is a lot, is a lot of fun. It really yeah. is. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. So check that one out if you haven't. It's kind of done with the uh, shaky camera Blair Witch type style. So if you get motion sickness from that kind of movie, then maybe just listen to it. Yeah. Or have your paper bag, you know, ready or whatever. (laughs) Or watch it at home right by the toilet. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Take your motion sickness medicine beforehand. Stream it and take it with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I do know uh, at least one person I was trying to watch it with a long time ago when I first bought the DVD. Had and it was making, it made her feel sick. Yeah. Because of the shaky camera. Yeah. So there's a little warning for everybody out there, but it's a good one. It's fun. It's definitely worth a watch. So go check it out. Okay. That's all I got for Hatchet, for Facts, for. For it all. Do you have anything else to add? No, I those were good fun facts for a very fun movie. <laughs> yeah. Great way to start Mardi Gras, right? Oh, totally. Now I figure we're gonna be doing this in 2021. All the hatchets for Mardi Gras because the Rona is still here. So there's not gonna be a Mardi Gras. So why not come celebrate Mardi Gras with us? Yes. Right? Plenty of fun. Not so many beads, but there there's some beads in the movie. <laughs> there's beads and boobs in the movie. Don't worry. Yes. <laughs> beads, boobs, and vomit 
in the movie. Don't worry. See, you got all your Mardi Gras exactly. fun without the gross. Exactly. <laughs> and now I said that as someone is getting their head ripped off and their guts torn out, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know. <laughs> all right, it's shout out time. I mean, like I said, this movie is a love letter to horror fans of the 80s. So let's shout out all our listeners and all the lovers of 80s horror. We love you guys. You're one of us. Please, let's talk some hatchet because this movie does not get enough play, in my opinion. No, it does not. Mm -mm. Uh, A second of all, hey, Jesse. Hey, yes. (laughs) (laughs) jesse's our producer and we love and adore him it's true thank you for all that you've done for us have you ever seen any of the hatchets i am sorry to say that i have not seen any of the hatchet series so no i haven't (laughs) aside from picking through the movie to get the epic lines to add to the podcast i have not Mm -hmm. seen any of the hatchet not really by choice it's just one of those that never I have definitely have my share of horror movies that I love, but it's more like I watched those movies and just happened to like them as opposed to seeking them out. So mm-hmm. um, so as far as the Hatchet series goes, that's never one that had really crossed my path. Basically, horror has been a part of my life through other people, which is kind of cool in a way because... If I like a horror movie, chances are it's because someone else that was close to me or is close to me still really also really liked that movie. So we bonded over that movie. So if it's a movie that I love, it's because it's a movie that somebody else that was close to me also loved. So that's kind of a random factoid about it. Um, I don't know the point of this entire tangent but to answer your very very simple question no i have not seen the hatchet series and i'm sorry <laughs> listeners for taking five minutes to basically say no anyway. <laughs> well we're gonna we're gonna bring you in on the the hatchet love i'm i'm convinced of that <laughs> well i mean but also yes. like i said earlier and jamie said too hatchet really came I'm like under the radar for me. It had been out for ten years, maybe before I saw it, mm-hmm. and before I even heard about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where was I? So the fact that you don't even follow horror like that, and I do, and I didn't know about it. You know, I'm not surprised <laughs> that you just never came across it because I didn't, and I looked Damn. for it. <laughs> I mean it. It's it's not. It's not like a classic that passed me by because it only it's less than twenty years old. It's only fifteen years old, but um, but yeah, no, it's it's um, already. It's I mean, it's great that there's a series that the original one of which is only fifteen years old. So I mean, Mm -hmm. that's kind of cool because I know if if horror movies like to do anything, it's build an empire out of like a movie. So um, so like slasher like. Slasher movies like went from not a thing to like the talk of horror movies like it, it, in a very small amount of time. And I think that's kind of awesome that they kind of created a subgenre very quickly and 
you know, launched mm-hmm. off of it because it's it's a cathartic release. Like I love a sla- <laughs> the slasher movies that I enjoy, and I know that this is going to spark controversy. I don't care. I love Freddy versus Jason. I absolutely love that movie because it's it's completely shameless. It knows what it wants, and it's mm-hmm. so it's so. But as far as horror movies go, it ticks all the boxes because it's just a cathartic yeah. release. So I mean, mm-hmm. Hatchet. You know, I mean, for for what you've been describing, I mean, it sounds like it it kind of understands what the audience yes. is expecting when you go into it. Yeah. That's the only reason why I brought that up because it made me think of that as well. Yeah. It's true, and it's like, we've talked about this, I think, for Sorority House Massacre Part 2. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. For me, it's 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 tops. It's a terrible movie. And it's, it's one of amazing, those movies. <laughs> and it's one of those movies where you kind of get the rough synopsis from the title alone, you know. So <laughs> exactly. So you don't really need a lot of digging and a lot of no. cerebral thought to figure out what you're about to get into when you watch a movie called that, called Hatchet for crying out loud. I mean, gee, I wonder what Hatchet could be about, yeah, you know. Oh, well, interesting fun fact about their own. I was going to say interesting fun fact about there only being one actual hatchet kill in the original hatchet on screen. Yeah. I'm sure that'll change, and I'm sure we can stay tuned for later episodes to find out how other <laughs> hatchet movies play out compared to their title. But anyway. Yeah. And it's like Jamie and I were talking about in Sorority House Massacre Part 1. I'm like, really not a massacre. Very false advertising. Definitely this- not a massacre. Not a massacre. It was probably this, a, it was probably pay, uh, paid homage to the Boston massacre, which was only had five kills anyway. So it was historically, were there fewer than five deaths accurate. in that? Were there were there fewer than five deaths, or were there more? No, it were, just wasn't bloody enough for oh, it's, me oh, to I consider understand. it a massacre. And yeah, it just it didn't feel massacre enough for right. me. Well, and I, I went that, into it thinking massacre, yeah, and then I was yeah. like, yeah. Not really, not at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's still a great, it's still a great fun, but yeah, the balloon deflated just a little bit. <laughs> like I'm going to a massacre, and then it's like, oh. So no. your criteria for massacre has less to do with body count and more to do with style of death. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, like Funhouse Massacre was definitely massacre. Yes. Yes, yes. We knew what we were getting into with that, mm-hmm. and they did not disappoint. Even Sorority House Massacre Part 2. Very much a massacre, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, part 1, more like a lifetime drama. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. n- no. It, you had kills. A lot of them were off screen, because probably because of budget reasons, the storyline. Yeah. It felt like like a lifetime movie of the week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's I mean, there were still murders and stuff, but it was just totally different in the feel of it. Hmm. So, and I can see how that could be disappointing, especially if you just want a shameless, you know, bloodbath fest. Right. You know, so. You're going into it thinking massacre. Instead, you get night terrors and a deeper <laughs> meaning. <laughs> right, Jamie? This is too close yeah, to real. I don't like real. <laughs> Jamie, I think that was the first episode you were on. It was. Like, as a regular. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Right? Yeah. Wait, which one was it? Sorority Massacre Part Two. Yeah, I think part you're one. right. Yeah, I th- that, that sounds about it's a right. Regular, and yeah, we're like massacre. Yeah, and they're nope, not really. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I want a T-shirt of what you just said. By the way, Summer, where it's like I went to this massacre and all I got was <laughs> this shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I went to this massacre and all I got was a Lifetime movie. <laughs> 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 
I want that. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Oh, this has been fun. All right. Yes, it has. <laughs> Jesse, thank you for your contribution to this fun conversation. <laughs> thank you. Hey, I'm always happy to contribute. So um, <laughs> this is great. Yes. <laughs> if you guys have not heard it yet, please go check out Jesse's last episode with us, The House of a Thousand Corpses, because it was awesome. It was a lot that of fun. Was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So much fun. So much fun. Yes, definitely go check that out. As okay. well as his other episodes, Swamp Thing, Ice Cream Man, and uh, Cabin, Cabin in the Woods, right? Uh, Cabin yeah. in the Woods was the most was the second most recent one, and then Swamp mm-hmm. Thing and Ice Cream Man, right? So yeah. there's four total. Um, and for those of you listeners who um, maybe not have heard all of the episodes, uh, just keep in mind that even though I do chime in for a couple of minutes on just about every episode i totally understand there's a there's a reason why i don't chime in or rather that i don't contribute more readily more often because in the episodes where i'm actually the guest as you can tell if you've listened to them i don't shut up so basically <laughs> we need to just keep me in the back for keep you in for the, the majority of the show because if you do ask me a question and then i start rolling i won't shut up so it's a good thing that we're like all you know, of our episodes will be three hours long right we're like 85 percent through the show we just come in hey jesse say hi hi okay cool cool i'll move on okay and that's that's how it should be because if if you just start talking to me then yeah then we're gonna be i mean look i'm explaining me talking for like a minute now i mean a, a just for a prime example, I just don't shut up. So that's that's me in a nutshell, Chatty Cathy. But yes, if you do enjoy House of a Thousand Corpses, it's a movie I adore. And I thought I had a lot of fun uh, talking about it with you too. So and it was fun finally to work with Jamie as a guest for the first mm-hmm. time, which also happened for the first time. So yeah. Yeah, it's a landmark episode for us. Yep. So much fun. It really was. I, I'm still riding the high of that. I just watched an episode of The Office, and all I could think of was Dwight as like fish, fish boy. <laughs> yeah, and that was pre-Office too. So, yeah. so yeah. he had not made a name for himself um, at the time. Yeah, that yeah. was that's great. There's there's a lot. There's so much. There's so much layer, and we barely covered it. But mm-hmm. there are so many layers to House of a Thousand Corpses, as far as like the impact it had, uh, Rob Zombie's impact on the horror community, the the that genre kind of like that grungy horror genre starting to like show itself a little bit more apparently i know that there were there were more movies prior to that but my point being that like thoroughly anything that came out in the early 2000s that kind of set the stage for modern technology kind of taking the taking the lead from those movies from like i said from like from, i'd say from like 2000 to maybe 2000 12 around there because like from that point on it starts to get you know a little bit more formulaic but it but especially the the opening decade of the 20th century um the horror movies around that time just because of the technology being what it was at the time they started like realizing that oh we can do other things besides just the tried and true methods that we did back in the day sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't but i th- i think that's what makes horror fascinating especially because that's one where you kind of have to be good at whatever you're 
whatever your style is because being scared is not intentional. So if yeah. you're if you're not yeah. if if you're not really selling the scene with whatever, you know, edits you're doing or or, you know, special effects, then you're not going to scare your audience if that's your goal, then you've, you know, failed essentially. But anyway. Yeah. But right. great to be on the show, anyway. So. <laughs> 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 Got to make it full circle. Okay. Okay. Uh, next up, our boys at it's a horror podcast. Wes and Kevin. They actually did a hatchet uh, episode Ooh. covering all four movies for their slasher series. So please go check that out. Um, we also have. Brian, Kate, and Daryl at the Saturday Night at the Movies podcast. And I'm having a lot of fun with that as well. And, um, yeah, I think that's all I got for shout-outs. Besides our listeners, of course, and y'all know we love you to death and to pieces. Hatchet pieces. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) We love your guts. We do love your guts. (laughs) And we're really excited that you are on this hatchet journey with us because we normally don't do an entire series. No. I don't think we've ever done an entire series. The closest we came was Sorority House Massacre Parts 1 and 2, but we didn't even do Part 3. And there is a Part 3. So we did not complete that. So this is very exciting to do an entire series. I'm 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 pretty hyped. And the series I love so much, I'm I am discovering new love for it, which is very, very thrilling. Oh, that's always such a good feeling. Yeah. 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 And again, I'm having a hard time criticizing it because it's so great. All of it is so great. But I'm still I'm still giddy about Mm -hmm. getting to talk about this. And I really, really hope that if there are more people like you and I who had not heard of or seen this movie or this movie series, then maybe they'll hear some of this episode and be inspired to go and check it out. That's, that's honestly my biggest wish for doing these four movies is that it will help somebody discover it for the first time. Oh, I hope for that, too. And if that is what happens to you, listeners, please let us know. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'd love to hear your hatchet journey. (laughs) Because, again, Jamie and mine's hatchet journey is very new. We did not watch this 15 years ago when it came out with everyone else. So, yeah, we're we're new to the hatchet uh, franchise in comparison to everyone else who's already loved it for this long. So, Please, let's have some conversations about it. I mean, that's what that's what I'm craving. I want a conversation. I want people to, to discover it. I tell everybody I know about it. And if you want to tell us all about your hatchet journeys, you can reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram at the Dolls of Horror. Twitter, we're just Dolls of Horror, so there's no the. But please give us um, some messages, some words about uh, your hatchet journeys because we want to know. Okay. We want (laughs) to ride the swamp boat of your hatchet franchise path. 
<laughs> scareboat. <laughs> scareboat. We want to ride that scareboat with you. <laughs> I'm just I just get so giddy at it. The title of Scareboat. I love it. I love it so much. And then there's a point where he's like scare uh scare bus to scare boat. <laughs> I still want to make a scare boat attraction. I'm with you. Yeah, that's our next uh, venture. It's our next venture, the scare boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that about wraps it up. I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. I mean, until we done. until we All do right. the next one. Yeah. Right. So make sure you tune in next week for Hatchet Part it's going to be fun it's going to be fun all right oh, yeah. okay with that i'm summer and i'm jamie and you have been listening to the dolls of horror we will talk to you later bye bye this has been a presentation of the dolls of horror new episodes are uploaded every week if you'd like to reach out and say hello to the dolls send them an email at the dolls of horror at yahoo.com you can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at The Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash The Dolls of Horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. How is this fun? This place is disgusting. Our hotel room smells like sweaty balls, man. Everybody's just drunk and looking for a fight. You, you threw up six times yesterday. How do you even do that? When you, okay. see, when you see Jim starting to get into the tree from the boat, just pause it, take a little bathroom break, get more snacks, whatever, and then buckle in for the rest of this swamp ride. Snackety snacks. <laughs> Oh, hell no. I'm not walking over there. What if someone's hurt? If they're still alive, they're doing a lot better than some people we know. I'm Ben. Mary Beth. Mary Beth. That's a great name. Because it's actually two names, you know. Most people just have one, and that's kind of boring. Ben. But Mary Beth, it's... You know, it's Mary and it's Beth. That's a nice coat. Yeah, he seems like such a teddy bear. Like, it just seems like he's a very loving personality type and he really cares about people he works with. Um, so, yeah, I could see that. Oh, Papa Kane, make me feel safe. You wacko. <laughs>